Pastor Michael E. Tom. I'm the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma. We're at 311 North Dunbar, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We want to welcome you to today's program. Today you're going to be listening to a word either from myself, my lovely wife Kimberly E. Tom, or associate minister at Bethlehem, or teacher. But before we get into word today, we just want to welcome those who are listening throughout our MySpace page at www.myspace.com backslash Pastor Michael Eaton, that's E-A-T-O-N. Maybe listening through our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com or podcast of the same name, Hear God's Word at Bethlehem, or through our Women of the Divine Faith or other ministries all on the internet. Now, let's get into the word. We'll move all the doubt and cause the sun to shine and give us peace. you're in the household of the Lord on Wednesday night and we pray that this will be your fillest station help you get through the rest of the week. Amen? Amen. Uh, we're going to pray a little later, but I want to solicit your prayers for, for Brother Leo, who's in the hospital, room 202. Um, we're going to pray for him a little later, and he's he, he's not looking that good, so we, we need to really pray for him. Amen? Amen. This month, we've designated it, uh, Make Him Known Through Strength. Make Him Known Through Strength. And we've encouraged you to to depend on God's strength uh, because uh, there are people who are watching. And the strength that you show and be a wonderful testimony as to why you should have God in your life. So we want to make him known through strength. Make him known through strength. And we're standing on Exodus chapter 15 verse 2 all month long. And encourage you to memorize this. It says the Lord is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation. He is my God, and I will praise him, my Father's God, and I will exalt him. The Lord is my strength. We want to share tonight a message entitled, Discouraged but Not Defeated. Discouraged but Not Defeated. And we're going to look at, 1 Kings chapter 19, verses 1 through 8. 1 Kings chapter 19, verses 1 through 8 in the NIV. Uh, Let's read this out loud together at the same time. Uh, On 3, again, 1 Kings 19, verses 1 through 8. This is the NIV on the screen. Uh, Let's read it on 3. 1, 2, 3.
Amen. You may be seated in the household of the Lord. We're talking about tonight discouraged but not defeated. Tonight we're going to look at all around three points as the Holy Spirit gives us utterance. We're going to talk about the report of the defeat. We're going to talk about the reaction of the defeat. And we're going to talk about the remedy of the defeat. The report of the defeat, the reaction of the defeat, and the remedy of the defeat. And we want Christians to know tonight that Christians should run to God in troubled times. Christians should run to God in troubled times. You Bible readers know what happened, at least the last part of First Kings chapter 18. And again, I want to encourage you to go back and get some context. Go back to chapter 17 and read 18 uh, to 19. But you Bible readers know what happened. You know that Elisha was a bold man of God. At least back in chapter 18. Uh, and we know that his trouble started because God gave him a message in chapter 17. God gave him a message and the message that he was to give the king Ahab was that God was going to hold back the rain. His message was not like Noah's message that it's going to rain as he built his great ark. But his message was the opposite and that it was not going to rain. God was going to shut up the heavens. And then he disappeared off the scenes. And they didn't hear from him until about three years later when the famine had it utterly destroyed the land. Uh, King Ahab was so uh, wanting to find the prophet, it says, uh, that he looked for him in all the nations. He looked for them in, uh, in all the nations and he uh, literally browbeated folk and made them promise that the prophet was not there as it did not rain, as it did not rain. But then all of a sudden the Lord, after three years, gave him another message. And the message was that he was going to appear before Ahab. This man of God who was man, he was so powerful. In 1 Kings 18, because he challenged the king to, to bring all the prophets of, of Baal or Baal. I've heard it pronounced both ways. And uh, uh, also there were 400 other prophets that he invited to this showdown, but it seems like only the 450 Baal worshippers or prophets showed up. 
And then then Elisha uh, began to challenge them. Uh, The people of God basically said, oh, we're going to see who God is, who's really God. Well, let God be God. And he went up against one man, against 450. And uh, and the challenge was to bring down fire from heaven. And uh, the Baal prophets, they were uh, out almost all day trying to bring down fire from heaven. And this man of God was so bold that he began to taunt them. He began to play the dozens with them. Again, to talk about their God. Needless to say, the fire never came down because uh, they were serving a dead God. They had, uh, uh, who had eyes and couldn't see and ears and couldn't hear and a mouth that couldn't speak. Oh, but then this bold man of God came on the scene and he didn't just call down fire from heaven. He made it hard. Oh, and he put the wood and soaked the wood in water three different times. Oh, and then he called down fire from heaven and that fire came down and and burnt it all up. Hello, somebody. Our God is a real God. Our God is the true God. Our God. And, and from that, he, he had the people round up all 450 of those prophets and they were put to death by the sword. Mind you, this is chapter 18, but, but we're going to be talking tonight from chapter 19. He said, preacher, now stay back in 18 where the prophet had the victory. Stay back in 18 where the prophet called down fire. Stay back in 18 where the prophet was bold. Stay back in 18. But, but no, the Lord has led me to chapter 19. And there's something that happened in chapter 19. And if you don't know the story, you'd wonder why, oh, this man had this reaction. Hello, somebody. Chapter 2, verse 19 says, So Jezebel sent a messenger. This is after Ahab had told him everything that happened. Told him it's just what I told you. Oh, Jezebel was not impressed. Hello, somebody. Jezebel was a mean booger. <laughs> and after she heard about fire coming down from heaven, after she heard that her, her prophets had been killed, oh, you'd have thought that would have put the fear of God in her. But no, it didn't. Oh, she was mad and she was ready to get revenge. And she sent this message to that same bold man of God uh, back in, in chapter 18. She sent this message. So Jezebel sent a message to Elisha and said, may the gods deal with me, be it ever so severely, that if by this time tomorrow that I will not make your life Like that of them. Hello, somebody. She sent a threat. Wait a minute. She threatened the man of God. Wait a minute. But not only that, but the man of God, what did he do? 
<laughs> man of God ran. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. The same man that, that called down fire the chapter before, the same man that taunted them, uh, oh, the same man that told the people to kill them all, that same man ran. Oh, and then people say, now why did he run? He, he ran because of that word Jezebel. Hello, somebody. <laughs> he, he, he knew who Jesse was. You see, you may pass over because you didn't know who she was. But if you go back and read in chapter 18, I believe it's a four or five up in there. It says that Jezebel was killing the prophets of God. Hello, somebody. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Jezebel was killing the prophets of God. Wait a minute. You mean prophets of God can die? Hello, somebody. Yes, prophets of God can die. Preachers can die. And we get surprised when we hear of, 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 a, of a man of God dying. That we are like men, like everybody else. Oh, we were born to die like everybody else. And, 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 and in chapter 18, it says casually, nonchalantly, that she was putting to death the prophets of God. Hello, somebody. While Obadiah was hiding, he hid, oh, 50 prophets of God in one came and 50 prophets of God and another taking care of them but she was killing the prophets of God and Elisha knew what she was capable of and as a result oh when he heard what Jesse said Jesse threatened him hello somebody and Jezebel was a threat of, a credible threat Hello, somebody. You know, have you ever been threatened? Have you ever really been threatened? It's one thing to get be threatened by just anybody, but it's, it's another thing to be threatened by a killer. Hello, somebody. <laughs> it's, it's, it's one thing to, to talk some noise, but it, it's another. Hello, somebody. When, 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 when you know somebody like in the Old West, they had a reputation of uh, this man had killed 50 men, uh, or this man had killed 100 men. They had a reputation for killing and Jezebel had a reputation for killing hello somebody and, and when she made her threat it was a credible threat and the man of God was afraid hello somebody somebody here maybe 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 under a credible threat hello somebody it's like Obama or, or, or any dictator or ruler of a land that has an army saying that I'm going to kill you. Hello, somebody. It's a credible. Somebody here tonight may be under a credible threat and you heard what they said. It may be a boss and it's a credible threat because he's talking about firing you or she's talking about firing you. And it's a credible threat. And you don't know how to react. You don't know what to do. You, you, all you know is that this person has power. Well, and as a result, you have become afraid. But God has sent me here tonight to tell you to be not afraid, even if it is a credible threat. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. or neighbor, neighbor. Be, not be not afraid, even if it's a credible threat. Even if it's a credible threat. Oh, Jeremiah, and, and I told you about 
uh, some of these uh, city preachers where where people on the outside looking in they think that they're trying to be a showboat they think that they're that 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 that, that they have these men standing in front of them because they think that they're overly important uh, but what you don't know behind the scenes and I've shared this before is that these men get death threats uh, and when you get a death threat it's like uh, when, when, when anybody that uh, who, who, who who says that they're going to commit suicide you, you got to take them serious uh, and if anybody is bold enough to oh to threaten your life don't you know that's against the law to threaten somebody's life uh, oh and, and that's why these these men of God they have uh, uh, guys that look like see uh, agents uh, or, or like like Barack Obama and they have them because uh, they have been death threats on their lives uh, and they're not there to keep you the average person the person that would want to get to them or to keep you uh, away from your past uh, oh they're there to stop the person that's trying to do the killing hello somebody hello somebody Oh, but, 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 but Elijah, evidently Elijah didn't have any guards. Hello, somebody. <laughs> he, 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 he was afraid and he took off running. Jeremiah knows what it's like also to have threat, be threatened. It says, Jeremiah 20, 10, I heard many whispering terror on every side. Report, uh, report him. Uh, uh, let's report him. Uh, all my friends are waiting for me to slip, saying, perhaps he will be deceived. Uh, oh, then we will prevail over him and take our revenge on him. Don't you know that when you're doing something for the Lord, the devil ain't going to make it easy? When you're doing something from the Lord, you think he's just going to let you make it? When you're doing something from the Lord, when your ministry is being fruitful and multiplying, you think that the devil is going to just let you make it? Hello, somebody. He, 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 he's going to plan and he's trying and, and he, he's a credible threat too. Hello, somebody. And he's trying and thinking of ways that how he can stop you from doing your ministry. Hello, somebody. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. oh neighbor, don't stop. And this is where we get the title tonight, discouraged but not defeated. For the man of God was discouraged, but he was not defeated. We have a a picture of the Olympic runner on the screen before we got started, Derek Redmond, and he's he's down on the Olympic track. Hello, somebody. But that picture only tells half the story because... He would get back up again and he would run. And as he would run, he would get help from his father to help him to com- to complete and to finish the race. And there's somebody here tonight, you, you've been threatened. Oh, and you're down on the track, not because you're hurt, but because you are afraid. Hello, somebody. You're afraid to go back to your ministry. You're afraid to go back to your marriage. You're afraid to go back to your job. You're down and you're discouraged. Oh, and and guess what? This man was sent in the text. Oh, to encourage those who are down and who are discouraged. Those who are trying to do right. Trying to be right. Trying to live right. And it seems like life won't help you out any. You've gone 
from uh, out of the frying pan into the fire. Oh, and the circumstances have changed. Uh, and now you are discouraged. But God has sent me here tonight to let you know that, oh, that you should not be defeated. Hello, somebody. You can be discouraged, but don't be defeated. Hello, somebody. Here was the problem in verse under the reaction to defeat. Elisha, it says, plain uh, was afraid. Hello, somebody. And ran for his life. Hello, somebody. He was afraid and, and ran for his life. My daughter ain't up here, is she? Okay, so I'm going to tell the story about her. <laughs> My daughter is definitely scared of grasshoppers. <laughs> she can handle anything but the grasshoppers because you say the grasshoppers will jump up at her. And boy, one day there was a grasshopper that got in the house. Woo, she took off. Woo. <laughs> I said, girl, you need to run track. You so fast. <laughs> but when you're afraid, hello, somebody. When you're afraid, it cause you to run in the opposite direction when you're afraid it'll cause you to lose to leave your post uh, and when you're afraid it'll cause you to not do what God tells you to do but to run in the opposite direction oh he wasn't being rebellious oh like Jonah you know God told him to go and preach you see Jonah wasn't afraid Jonah was rebellious but this man of God he was not oh rebellious he was simply afraid to say to your neighbor neighbor or neighbor are you afraid tonight are you afraid tonight oh, it's, it's, it's not rebellion and this is why we, we, we let you know because we've been so hard on Elisha oh because he ran but, but you got to realize in, in point number three where he was running to Hello, somebody. And we'll share that a little later. But it says that he was afraid and ran from his life. It, it was a credible, a credible threat. She had been putting the prophets of God to death. Oh, he can deal with the king. Oh, the king wasn't as a credible threat as, oh, as Jezebel was. He could deal with Ahab, but Jezebel was too big for him. He knew. What Jezebel could do. Hello, somebody. And he ran. And he ran away. Oh, and he ran. He left. Oh, the place where God had, had wanted him to be. He had left and run away from the ministry. He had, he had left everything behind and he ran. He ran. Jesse ran. He ran. Oh, not because he was rebellious, but because he was afraid. Now, somebody here, oh, you're running. And it's not because you're rebellious. It's simply because you're afraid of what God has called you to do. You're afraid of the people that God has called you to come up against you're afraid oh you're afraid because you know the people you know the reputation you you are afraid hello somebody and he had ran and left his post. Uh, that's like saying that the preacher, the man of God, leave the pulpit and run and leave town because uh, he was afraid of the people hello somebody I, I, I can remember my first 
church experience. And, and, you know, I always wondered why God gave me such a bad first church experience. Uh, uh, that place, woo, was the wild, wild west. <laughs> and there was some folk in there. Oh, the devil had set me up. There was some folk in there. That head deacon reminded me of my stepdaddy. And my stepdaddy, I was deathly afraid of my stepdaddy. My, my stepdaddy stood at 6'3", six, six, and he was, uh, oh, all muscle. Hello, somebody. And, he, and when he talked, he roared like a lion. And I, and I grew up, uh, oh, listening to him. I grew up uh, afraid of him. And, and the devil had, pointed, had planted a seed in my life, uh, oh, to where he wanted to destroy my ministry before it would even get started. And, and I got to my first church, and, and my first church, uh, oh, that head deacon, uh, who wasn't right, who wasn't living right, that head deacon that carried a gun, that head deacon, oh, that would look at you out of one eye when he was mad at you, that head deacon, oh, hello, somebody. But I had to trust in God. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. And it's one thing when, to overcome a fear when you get, when you're afraid of something when you are a child. You can be a grown man running. Hello, somebody. Oh, I can remember also I was afraid of rats. They say, why, why were you afraid of rats? Oh, I, I, they said I was with my, my cousin one, one time. I'm telling off on her. And they said a rat ran up my, my leg when I was a child. And I used to be deathly afraid of rats. I mean, I used to jump. I was afraid. I was afraid. <laughs> be a grown man. <laughs> 20 times, 30 times bigger than a rat. And I'd be jumping up on the couch. But God, oh, his word even began to change my childhood experience. And I had to stand on that word where God says that God did not give us the spirit of fear but of might and of a sound mind and if you are oh 170 pounds and there's a little old bitty ounce rat guess what you're not of a sound mind <laughs> hello somebody that's why I tell my daughter oh you're 20, 30, 40, 50 times bigger than any of that oh hello somebody hello somebody God is trying to tell somebody tonight it's time for you to fix your mind. He, you're bigger than the circumstance. You're bigger than the trial. Oh, and if you're not bigger than it, guess what? I'm bigger than it. Hello, somebody. I have your back. I got your slack. So you need to go ahead and head back to the ministry. You better go ahead and head back to the marriage. You better go ahead and head back to your job and not being afraid of any anybody or anything because God did not give you the spirit of fear but of might and of a sound mind and if you're afraid of any somebody that has two feet oh like you do oh then guess what that is not of God you shouldn't be afraid of nobody you shouldn't be afraid of anything hello somebody now you gotta be wise 
Yes, hello, somebody. I'm not, I'm not telling you to go if, 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 if a rattlesnake is in your house. I'm not telling you to go. <laughs> you know, you got to be wise, but you don't have to be afraid. Hello, somebody. Because if you're afraid, you won't make sound choices. And this man, this very same man who was bold in chapter 18, this very same man who called down fire from heaven, this very same man that taught the prophets of Baal, this very same man that had them all killed. This one woman made a threat and he ran. <laughs> he was afraid. He, he, he left the ministry. Jeremiah know what it's like to struggle with leaving and not wanting to accept the challenges that was before him. And he said, but if I say this, uh, I will not mention him or speak uh, anymore in his name. His word is in my heart like a fire, a fire shut up in my bones. I'm weary of holding it in. Indeed, I cannot. Oh, you may think that you can run away from the ministry, oh man of God. But God says, oh, that you cannot. You can't be afraid. You cannot let anybody or anything stop you from doing what God has called you to do. And there's some folk in the church house here. Maybe tonight you're afraid of building a new building. You're afraid of stepping out. You're afraid because you can't see the money. You're afraid because you can't see enough members. You're afraid. And it's not that you are rebelling against God. It's just you're simply afraid. God said, oh, to Joshua and Caleb and oh and the rest of the children of Israel that, that they could have the land but there was only one problem the one or two or three problems oh the problem was is that they had fortified cities that mean that those folk could shut the city gates and stay and stand against armies oh and there also were giants in the land and people began to look at the, the, the trials look at the tribulations look at the circumstance as opposed to looking at their God. So when they came back, oh, when they heard the report, oh, guess what? There were some that said, we can do it. It, it almost is silly. It's, they said, it is as the Lord said. That's all they should have said. They should have stopped there. It is as the Lord said. But but they put that butt on it. But, hello, somebody. Somebody is up in here butting God. You don't butt God. Oh, what you do is do what he tells you to do whether you are afraid or not hello somebody courage is not defined by you not having fear oh courage is defined that if you have the fear but yet you still move hello somebody somebody know what it's like oh and that's how it was when I came here oh from from uh, Abilene Texas I was afraid hello somebody you say preacher why was you afraid I was afraid because I didn't know none of y'all <laughs> ain't ever been here, don't know nothing, don't know nothing, didn't even know where Paul's Valley was, and there was fear, but guess what, I came anyway, hello somebody, and God is telling some of you, oh you may be afraid, but you better go anyway, in Jesus name, you may be afraid, but you better go and do what God says do, anyhow, anyway, in Jesus name, in Jesus name, don't be afraid. Somebody said that if God is for us, then who, 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 hello somebody, 
All he needs to do is have that little Bible say, if God is for us. Hello, somebody. Who is Jezebel? Hello, somebody. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh, neighbor, who is Jezebel? <laughs> Compared to God, she ain't nobody. <laughs> I don't care what you did in the past. Hello, somebody. But here is the remedy, and we've been too bad to... We 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 browbeat Elisha for running. Hello, somebody. But but the thing is, is that you see at the end of verse eight where he was running to. Anybody know where he was running to? Verse eight. Look at it. Where was he running to? Hello, somebody said it. To the man of God. Hello, somebody. In other words, he was running to God. <laughs> and guess what? If you are afraid and if you have to run, there should be only one place, one place you run to. If you're afraid, if you have to run, guess where you should run to? To God. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. He was running to God. And that's the remedy. Whenever you're afraid, run to God. You better learn how to pray them popcorn prayers. The next time you see that rat, you better pray, Lord, help me. <laughs> Hello, somebody. You better learn how to pray. Oh, you better learn how to run to God. The next time you're intimidated, oh, by your boss, say, Lord, help me. Oh, the next time you're intimidated by what the devil is doing in your life or in your marriage, you, you better run to God. I said, you better run to God. I, Oh, I said, you better run to God in Jesus' name. Help me preach this. And I said, neighbor, neighbor. or neighbor, or neighbor. Run, to God. run to God. Run to God. If you're going to run anywhere, run to the Lord. The remedy. Not only did he run to God, but he had to do some things that, that seems very too simple, simplistic. It says that then he laid down under the bush and fell asleep. And at once the angel touched him and said, get up and eat. Yes. One of the things I, you'll hear me say to you when we're going through a hard time, we got to remind you that you, you need to sleep. Hello, somebody. Sleeping is what helps to regenerate your mind. Amen. And many times the devil, when he wants to defeat you, all he has to do is to uh, make you not sleep. Because when you not sleep, when you, when, you, when you suffer, you literally can die from not sleeping. I learned that from sleep apnea. You, you, you really, and sleep apnea is where you can be unconscious but not getting any restorative sleep. And if you don't get sleep, you can literally die. Hello, somebody. And that's why when you go through a hard time, one of the first things the devil tries to take away from you is your sleep. Hello, somebody. He, he makes you not able to sleep. Hello, somebody. Oh, so and not only does it then you, you can literally die from not sleeping, but also when your mind is not regenerated, re refreshed, 
your minds can begin to, to play tricks on you. Hello, somebody. Oh, you, you, you take things. Oh, you become uh, too sensitive and you take things out of context. And, 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 and because you hadn't got any sleep. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. And my wife will tell you how I am. Now, if I have sleep, I'm a much better person to live with than if I don't have sleep. Because <laughs> when I don't have sleep, boy, I get grumpy. Woo! <laughs> grumpy. Hey, you know, instead of being kind, Sister Tom, could you bring me something to eat? I say, woman, where's my food at? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I don't do that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you say, yeah, we can see there ain't no lumps on your head, Reverend. <laughs> we see your head. Ain't no lumps. We ain't seen no lumps. <laughs> but, 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 but when I hadn't gotten my rest, I'm not the same person. Hello, somebody. God is saying to you, God is saying to you, you can't, you, you, you have to get, you've got to, David says, he, he lead us beside the still waters for his name's sake. We need sleep. We need restoration. Uh, I had a phone. I had a phone. It was Ebo. It was a very good phone. Good phone. One of the best phones I ever had. But I had a problem with the charging mechanism, and it would it would stay plugged up all night. But when it, when I, when I, when it came for me to take it off the charger, it, it wouldn't last long. Through the day, it wouldn't last at all because it didn't get recharged. Hello, somebody. God had to recharge the man of God because of what he did that day before. He had to recharge the man of God because he was he had poured himself out. He had to recharge the man of God. And he told him, uh, oh, to sleep. Ooh, that's deep. And I'm telling some of you who are going through a hard time. You're, you're going through a hard time. You're, you're having sleepless night. No, I said, no, you don't need to have sleepless night. Because guess what? You're not God anyway. Hello, somebody. You, you can't do nothing about it. Where it won't, won't get anything accomplished. Hello, somebody. You, you're not accomplishing anything but putting your blood pressure up. Where in? Hello, somebody. Stressing out over people, places, and things. Oh, go to sleep. Say to your neighbor, neighbor. neighbor. Oh, neighbor. You better go to sleep tonight. <laughs> and say, go to bed. I say, go to sleep. <laughs> and not only that, not only that, he, he, he told the angels, the angels touched him, and, and, and from his sleep, it, it says, he says, get up and what? And eat. Have you ever noticed when you're going through a hard time, the, the number one thing that you, you do a lot of times, you don't sleep. And then what is the second thing you don't do? You don't eat. Hello, somebody. Has anybody ever gone through a bad time other than me? Uh, have you ever lost your appetite? Hello, somebody. Have you ever been on what I call a forced fast? It's a forced fast because it's nothing that you decided to do. It just happened. And it's a bad thing when a man like me Lose my appetite. Hello, somebody. Because that's what, what Sister Eton hear most of the time. I'm hungry. <laughs> I had to tell her. I had to tell her. I'm a grown man. I need three full meals a day. <laughs> she eat breakfast and be done. I'm like, no, I got I to have my food. <laughs> but <laughs> he said, get some water. Oh, <laughs> Yes, Lord. 
get you something to eat. Some of you, the devil has taken away your appetite. Don't you know you need that appetite? Don't you know food is energy? Hello, somebody. It's supposed to be. The doctors try to tell us what to eat that could give us the best energy. But food is energy, just like sleep. And, and when you're going through a hard time, you need to sleep and you need to eat. You, you need to maybe sleep a little more. Hello, somebody. And then wake up and eat and sleep. Oh, many of us oh, don't think that, that, think that we are better than God. You say, why do we think that we are better than God? Even God took one day off. Woo. Hello, somebody. And, 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 and the Jewish culture is better at that. They call it a Sabbath day's rest. How, how do you think that you can run and do all of this stuff and you don't rest? Hello, somebody. If God took a day off, if God wanted his people to take a day off, oh, how do you feel that you can do it and do it effectively, hello, without ever resting? We live in a culture and a society where they tell you to never sleep. You want to get ahead, don't sleep. Hello, somebody. You got to stay up and you got to work. And you can't just do 40 hours. You got to do 60 to 70 to 80 hours a week and you can't sleep. If you want to get ahead, oh, you, 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 you got to always be at work. Hello, somebody. No, 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 no. That's not of the Lord. You, you got to rest. Say to your neighbor, neighbor. Oh, neighbor, you got to rest. I said, you got to rest. I'm, I, and I'm talking to some caregivers right now. You know, the caregivers, and we all have those caregivers in our family. They do everything. Hello, somebody. They do everything. That's, that's what they do. They, we, we depend on them. Hello, somebody. No, 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 no. Uh, if you don't have enough sense to rest, then you have a condition that's called codependency. You have a need to be needed. Hello, somebody. And a lot of times it looks like you're holy, but really you're sick. Hello, somebody. Because you don't know how to take care of yourself. And, and, and doctors and nurses and, and, and social workers are notorious for having this disease. Hello, somebody. They'll, they'll give the world, give themselves away. They'll give themselves away, but they won't do what they say. Hello, somebody. Doctors told me, you know, I got to go to the gym, but my doctor said, well, I, I, you know, I don't follow my own advice. She saved my life. Hello, somebody. But she's not saving her own life. Hello, somebody. God says you, you've got to get some perspective. You, you, you've got to get some balance in your life. Oh, if you want to take care of somebody else first, you've got to take care of yourself. Hello, somebody. You don't believe me. The Bible says you need to love, uh, love thy neighbor as thyself. Hello, somebody. And if you can't take care of yourself, guess what? You won't be able to take care of your neighbors or nobody else. Hello, somebody. You got to learn how to not answer the phone sometimes. Hello. You're not God. Hello, somebody. You know, some folks think that they should perpetually be available. No, that ain't of God. God is the one that never sleeps nor slumber. I need to sleep. <laughs> I need to slumber. I need to. That's how I get recharged. Hello, somebody. 
Hello, somebody. This is very practical. The word of God can be very practical at times. And, 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 and this is spir- it's spiritual to sleep. It's spiritual to eat. Hello, somebody. It's spiritual to take care of this. This body is what? Your temple. Hello, somebody. This body is a temple. I got to take care of me and my body before I can take care of anybody else or else I'm going to die and everybody else is going to be alive and, and, and they ain't taking care of nobody. <laughs> Let me say it again. They're going to be alive and they ain't taking care of nobody. Hello, somebody. But you got to you gotta eat. You gotta if if if, if you want to be. That's the only way you can overcome discouragement and not be defeated. Is that you've got to recharge. And God recharged him with sleep. God recharged him with food. Hello, somebody. And then it says, lastly, in verse eight, and he got up and ate and drank again. Guess what? Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. And then he was what? Strengthened by God. Wait a minute, hello? Because, you know, we get too hyper-spiritual. Does it say he was strengthened by God? (laughs) He was strengthened by the food that God gave him. Hello, somebody. (laughs) Hello, somebody. We've got to take care of ourselves. We've got to sleep and we've got to eat. And we'll put it in our day and time. We've got to eat right. Hello, somebody. Yeah, eat healthy. Hello, somebody. Because we are, are notorious for not eating healthy. He said, Pastor, eat time. The doctor mess you up. Now you trying to mess us up. <laughs> now I'm saying that the food that you eat should be strength. Hello, somebody. It shouldn't be tearing and wearing you down. Hello, somebody. We talk about folk that take drugs. Some of the food that we eat. Ooh, he said, move on, preacher. <laughs> and guess what he did? He traveled 40 days and 40 nights off of that good food that God gave him. Hello, somebody. If you want to, oh, not be discouraged. Oh, but not be defeated. Oh, you got to do these simple things things oh and then guess what it gave him the strength to run to the mountain of God (laughs) if you're gonna run run to the mountain of God maybe that's why the psalmist says that I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from which cometh my help you see back then uh, oh they had a mount of God that they could lift up their eyes unto the hills uh, from which cometh their help their help it didn't come from the mountain but it came from God uh, oh and when he got to that mountain God uh, recommissioned him God uh, oh told him what he needed to go and do uh, oh but if you're going to run Run somewhere. Run to God. Hello, somebody. We, 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 many times we've mispreached this text. If you're going to run somewhere. Though he wasn't supposed to be there, by the way. But if you're going to run somewhere. He wasn't like the other prophet who ran in the opposite direction of what God told him to go. Uh, he ran to the mount of God. And if you want to overcome discouragement and not be defeated, you've got to learn to run to God. And, and some of you got to learn to run to God without 
taking a step. Hello, somebody. That's what we do in prayer. We run to God and we don't have to take a step. I don't, I don't have to run to those mountains out there in Colorado Springs. Oh, where I got to know God. Oh, in my little prayer garden there in Colorado Springs. Oh, I don't have to run there no more. I, I can run, oh, to the Lord in my mind. I can run to the Lord. Oh, through this prayer meeting tonight, I can run to the Lord. There's some stuff that has happened in my life this last week that caused me the fear, that Cause me to be afraid. Oh, that I don't have to run anywhere but run to God. All I have to do is close my eyes. And sometimes I don't even have to close my eyes. All I have to do is say a little prayer in my heart and in my mind. And I can run to the Lord. Because when I run to the Lord, He gives me strength. When I run to the Lord, He helps me to overcome my discouragement. When I run to the Lord, He gives me enough strength. Oh, to get up from off of that track in life. Oh, when I become injured. Oh, he gives me the strength. Oh, to make it through such a time as this. When I run to the Lord. Somebody, you better learn to run to God. Hello, somebody. I'm going to share Philippians chapter 4 verse 13. And then we're going to run to God tonight in our prayer meeting. What does it say? I can do all things through him who strengthens me. I, I, can, I can do all things. They say the, uh, the Olympic sprinter, Lolo Jones, before her race, she, she said that the people read her lips before she ran her race. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Maybe before we, when we get up in the morning, maybe this is a text that we can stand on, especially when we know we have a, a challenging day. We can stand on this word and say, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me this day. I, I, I can go to work and I can deal with my Jezebel boss. I, I, I can wake up and deal with my Jezebel husband or my Jezebel wife I can, or my Jezebel kids. I, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me and I can deal with my Jezebel neighbors. I, I can deal with oh those Jezebel students that I have to teach or that I have to work with. I can deal with oh with my Jezebel life. Oh it seems like your life is falling apart. It seems like there's famine in your land. It seems like there's fire that's burning in your land. Oh and I've been sent here tonight oh to encourage those that are discouraged tonight and let you know that you can be discouraged but don't you be defeated you better learn to run to God say to your neighbor neighbor oh neighbor you better run to God in Jesus name run to God in Jesus name and he can help you he wants to help you sometimes I wonder why do we not depend upon the power of God why why it's there all we have to do is plug into the power source. Hello, somebody. We lost our power, I think, last last week. And, and my wife plugged in her phone and said, my phone not charging. I had to tell her, I had to tell her, let me tell the story, you tell yours later. <laughs> I had to tell her, hey, we don't have no power. 
There's no power. I know, I know you're a rich, rich girl and you never had to go without power, but hey, I come from the other side of the track and, and sometimes my power got cut off, not because uh, the, the line broke, but it got cut off because I was broke. Hello, somebody. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 when you when that happens you realize what so much runs off of electricity everything runs off of electricity in your christian walk don't you realize that everything runs off of prayer hello somebody everything runs off of prayer Hello, somebody. We're trying to do a spiritual work in this church. We're trying to build a church to build a congregation. Oh, we got to run this power off of prayer. This is a spiritual thing. We have to tap into the spirit before God will manifest it in the flesh. And we've got to learn to tap into oh, the power of God. We've got to learn to run to God. We've got to learn to be tattletales, to tell God about everything oh, that's good in your life, everything that's bad in your life, everything that's media. You better run to the Lord in Jesus' name because that thing that you think is small may be bigger than what you realize it. So, so you run to him in the big things of life and in the small things of life. Uh, oh, hello somebody. I want to be a church that runs to God. And when we run to God, we can get the strength that we seek through such a time as this. In Jesus name. Shall we pray? Father God, I come tonight, Lord, praying, Lord, that the men and women of God were encouraged tonight, who showed up at the household of the Lord tonight, discouraged. For there's many at the sound of my voice that are carrying a, a heavy load, a heavy weight, uh, and dealing with so many of life's uncertainties, Father. Some are dealing with trials of a lifetime. They've never gone through this before, this this must come out by fasting and praying, Father. So, Father, we come tonight as a church wanting to run to you, Father. Wanting to run to you. and wanting Not only to run to you, Lord, in prayer, but to do what your word says to do, Father. Your word tells us to sleep, Father, and we pray and speak sleep within this congregation, Lord. Oh, Father, in Jesus' name, uh, we speak uh, a health, healthy eating in this congregation, Lord, as we try to regenerate and recharge ourselves for the missions that you've called us to do within this life, within this church. Uh, Father, we pray, Lord, uh, that we may run to you, that we may get our strength from you, that we may learn how to pray as Paul tells us to pray to pray without ceasing, to tap into your power, Father. And when we're being used of you and we pawn ourselves out, help us, Lord, to not try to, oh, to run, oh, off of just spiritual power, but help us to regenerate ourselves by sleeping, by resting, by eating, Father, in Jesus' name, Father, because you have some place that you want us to go, Lord, as a church, Father. It's time for us to build this building, Father, 
and we run to you, Father. We run to you, Lord, before we run to the banker. We run to you, Lord, even before we ask the members. We run to you, Father, and we cry out to you and ask your Father to be Jehovah Jireh, our God who will provide for our every need, everything that we need to build this building. Father, oh, Father, but first we pray, Lord, that you grow us spiritually. First we pray, Lord, that you will enable us to increase our faith. Oh, first we pray, Father, that you enable those of us who are afraid, oh, to fear not. Oh, help us, Father, in Jesus' name. Help us to grow spiritually, Father, because we need you, Lord, to grow us up. Oh, because when the harvest come, oh, Father, we're going to have to grow up a new generation of people who believe in Christ. Oh, Lord, because there's so many people that are passing off the scenes and so many folk that are dying. Father, oh, Father, and we've got to leave a legacy behind and we've got to, oh, Lord, to stop playing church and be the church in Jesus' name. So we cry out, oh, Father, for holiness within this church. Oh, Father, we pray out, oh, for love in this church, Father, in Jesus' name. Your word says, behold how good and pleasant it is for us to dwell together in unity and harmony and in love, Father. And we want to be that kind of congregation, Lord, where we've learned to love one another, Father, and that that love will flow from this place. Oh, some say that they'll know we are Christians by our love, by our love. Yes, they'll know we are Christians by our love, Father. And we're praying, Lord, that you can increase our love for one another in Jesus' name, that you increase the faith, Father. Oh, Father, we pray, Lord, that we as a church will not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Oh, Father, but that we may be filled with the Spirit of God, that you may manifest the fruit of the Spirit, which in every member's life, that you may grow us up. Oh, Father, that you will enable us to become a bold congregation. Oh, to let the world know about him, that we take this slogan from a slogan to a lifestyle, that we may be able to let the world know about Jesus Christ, that we may be able to make him known. Father, in Jesus' name, we cry out to you, Lord. We're praying for revival in this place. In Jesus' name, we need to revive the church before we can oh, touch and reach the world, Father. And we're crying out to you tonight. Oh, revive us. Oh, Lord, that we might be able to set this city afire with the gospel of Jesus Christ, that we may be accused like the disciples were accused of turning the world upside down in Jesus' name. Father, we cry out to you. No other help than we know, Father, in Jesus' name. And while we're crying out, Father, we're crying out, Lord, also for Brother Leo, Father. We pray, Lord, that you would touch his body and that you would make him whole and well again. Father, we pray, Lord, that you would raise him up off 
for this sick bed, Father. In Jesus' name, give him a sound mind, Father. In Jesus' name, Father. Oh, unless you're finished with him, Father. I pray, Lord, that you heal him, Father. For we still believe that there's a bomb in Gilead, Father. Oh, Father. And there's some folk in this place tonight. Oh, that need your healing touch. They're sick in their body, Father. Oh, but only the doctor knows and nobody else knows. But Father, you know, Father. And we pray, Lord, that you touch their body and that you make them whole and well again because they came here tonight like that woman in the crowd believing if she could just touch the hem of his garment that she could be made whole and well again. That somebody here tonight came here believing that if they could just make it here tonight that they could oh make it through the rest of the week touch father in Jesus name we believe oh there's still a bomb in Gilead we believe that you still have the last say even when the doctors can't do nothing else we believe in Jesus name we believe father in Jesus name we have a mountain a mustard seed of faith tonight and you said in your word that if we have a mustard seed of faith we can speak to the mountains and say mountains be moved in Jesus name and we're saying that father oh in the lives of the believers that came here tonight they have mountains looming in their lives oh father we say in Jesus name mountains be moved in Jesus name in Jesus name I said in Jesus name I said in Jesus name father your word says that if we resist the devil he has to flee and right now father we don't we don't have any power all we can do father is resist and pray in Jesus name we resist and pray like the angels pray the Lord rebuke you devil in Jesus name in Jesus name we come resisting father right now in Jesus name father we cry out for all that are sick within our congregation that would have loved to be here tonight but couldn't make it here tonight father touch him father in Jesus name in Jesus name father father we believe tonight we believe tonight as you are that same God that called down fire from heaven father we believe tonight, Father. Oh, Father, and we're trying to call down a, a spiritual fire from heaven, Father. Oh, Lord, that would stretch us and change us. Oh, Father, in Jesus' name, a spiritual fire. Oh, Lord, oh, that would change. Oh, a crooked person within this place. Oh, Father, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, send down your spiritual fire. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, Father. Father, we believe that you are real, Father. You're not a God that, 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 that we heard about in the text, Baal, that the God that has eyes and cannot see and ears and cannot hear and a mouth and can, that cannot speak, Father. Oh, Father, and, and, and people that had to take care of them as opposed to you taking care of, of them, taking care of the people, Father. And we, But we have a God. Lord, that, 
has a mouth, Father, and can speak, Father. We pray, Lord, you speak tonight in this congregation. Oh, Father, you have ears and can hear. And we pray, Father, that you will hear the people from this place. Oh, Father, you have eyes and can see the difficulties that we're going through. Oh, Father, we pray, Lord, that you just don't see, but that you would release your power to make a change within our lives, Father. Jesus name father encourage our hearts and our minds and our souls so much so like Elisha Lord that, that you put us back on mission father in Jesus name and that we will keep that mission before us twofold to make him known and to build what you've called us to build father in Jesus name we might build a church to build a congregation. We thank you, Father. And we praise your holy name. In Jesus' name, amen. And praise the Lord. Hello again, this is Pastor Michael Eaton. I've been your host for today's program. And before we sign off, we just want to make sure that you have a personal relationship with God. You know, many people are yes, waiting Lord. to have a personal relationship with God. They're waiting yes, because Lord. they're yes, trying to clean up their life or get right with God to stop smoking cursing before they come to the house of the Lord. And you know what I tell them? There's nothing that you can do or stop doing that would make you right for a relationship with God. The thing that you must do, however, is take God's provision. You see, in order to get right with God, you have to meet him on his terms, and his terms is Jesus Christ. The Bible said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And the Bible says that we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But the Bible also said that God demonstrated his love towards us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died. God's only Son, God's love, Christ died for us. So in order to get right with God, you have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you can do that today by praying this simple prayer. Dear God, I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus, and I believe in my heart that Jesus died for my sins, was buried, and rose again on the third day. Dear God, come into my life, come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Amen. And praise the Lord. If you pray that prayer for the first time, then the angels in heaven are rejoicing. For now you are a child of the living King. Because you're a child of the living King, you have to find God's family. And that's what the church is. The church is God's family here on earth. We love believe by faith that you've been born to the household of faith here at Bethlehem again. We're at 311 North Dunbar in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We'd love to see you in our services. But if you're listening throughout the world, listening throughout the United States, Canada, United Kingdom, or even China, we're going to pray that God will deliver you to a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Bible-living church where you can grow up in the things of God. We want to thank you once again for listening. And again, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you need to find a church home, a baby born. 
needs to be a baby born in the family because babies can't make it on their own. And if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are a spiritual baby. You must find a church home. Again, we want to thank you for joining us today. And I'm going to give us a final benediction. A benediction is a final blessing. Father God, we thank you, Lord, and we pray in Jesus' name that you would bless everyone at the sound of my voice, especially the new children of God. Deliver them safely to a church home and put your hedge of protection around us all. Keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again, either here in Cyber Church or in the service. We thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello again. This and is Pastor Mike Tom, the, the senior Lord. pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We want to take this opportunity to see if God used this message in your heart. If if your life has changed, if God really spoke to you and touched your heart and changed the moment in your life, we just want to thank God for how he's working in your life, but we also want to take this opportunity to see if we can get you to sow a seed in the life of our church. Right now, we're entering into a building program, and we've called in this program Vision to Reality. And this is phase one of our building program, and I've told many of our members, you know, I may not serve at a mega church, but I do serve a mega God. Not living in a mega city. This is Paul's Valley. But we serve a mega God because we're heard all over the United States and different countries and kingdoms. And we're believing that God owns the cattle on a thousand hills where you are. And if you take a moment and go to our church website at Word at Bethlehem.com. And you can hear it. Uh, tap the link on the MySpace page or... Uh, just go to the front page of our website at www.heargodsword at bethlehem.com and scroll to the bottom there. You'll see Vision to Reality, and that's where you can give to the building. And we, we want to do it kind of just like Obama did. And he raised his funds. It was just people, ordinary, everyday people, $25 that helped him to raise millions of dollars in a economy that people were saying that is depressed. I think that's God. And I believe God can do it for us. And we want you to give. Once again now, if God has touched and moved and worked in your life as a result of you listening to this ministry, we want you to give to vision to reality and help us to make our building here in Paul's Valley, state of the arts build a reality because you've taken time to give 25, 50, 10, 100, and you may be able to do more. Whatever God is laying on your heart, we need you so we can build this vision to a reality. May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. Again, go to the website, www.heargodsword.com.